see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of us thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Welcome to another episode of In the Stacks with Barry and Latoya. Yeah, so we're back again. This is like, it's kind of like our third episode back, right? Right. It is our third episode back. And for our listeners, Barry was trying to totally flake out on me today and said that we're not recording today because he had to pack for a trip, which is super lame. I had to work all day. Right. This is the middle of my summer, all right? <laughs> this thing, um, it's PBIS, which is like positive behavior enforcement and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I went to this training thing um, that I've been trained on many times, but I, we have to go to it every year. And so I was there from 8.30 to 4. And, right. You know, this is my summer. I'm tired. Yeah, I know. But see, you that was 8.30 to 4. We yeah. generally don't start recording till like 7.30. So yeah, but then like last time. week. Last week, we were still doing it till after nine, right? Were and we? Um, really missed my trashy Love Island and <laughs> the beginning of Big Brother. Okay. Well, I'm sorry for that. We can, we can start sticking to our hard stop time then. <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've kind of gotten into this, this Love Island thing, which is a terrible, terrible show. What is it? I mean, I, I think I may have heard of it, but... This is the premise. It's on five nights a week. Okay, yeah, I have seen commercials about that. It's, so it's like a Big Brother on crack or something? No, no, no. It's, it's nowhere near as as worthwhile and productive as that. Okay, so you're just watching a train wreck? They take a whole bunch of, like, guys who are, like, ripped. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are, they have abs on top of abs, right? Okay. And then they take, like, a bunch of girls who, like, dress in like scraps of cloth all the mm-hmm. time and they put them in Fiji. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. At this resort. And so on day one, right. They, yes. All right. At the beginning of the show, there's like one extra girl. Right. So okay. end of day one, all the girls had to decide who do they want to couple with? Oh, so it was like musical chairs, and so... Well, yeah, because they, like, share a bed and stuff, right? And these are 20-somethings, right? Of course? Okay. So what you don't want is periodically they surprise you, and they say, oh, it's a recoupling night, right? Okay. So, like, you know, sometimes it's the girls, sometimes the boys. They can pick whoever they want to couple with. What you don't want to be is that person who doesn't have a place, you know, a lap to sit on. Oh, Because they leave the island. (laughs) Okay. So, like... A couple of nights ago, they brought two new girls in, mm-hmm. and which meant that there's now like two more girls than guys. Okay. In last night's incredibly heartbreaking episode, mm-hmm. right, um, the boys had to decide what girls they wanted to couple with, and so most of the couples are pretty tight now. They've known each other for like five whole days. They're in love. <laughs> right. 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 Sex. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's deep relationships. Right. Really deep. Yes. Substance. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) 
So there's this one dude on the show, this black dude, and he is like carved out of obsidian. Okay. Wow. I mean, he he had <laughs> like like his his cheekbones alone, his <laughs> jaw yep. I think could cut glass. <laughs> okay. All right. We haven't even gotten like to the neck down. Okay. Right? And you're saying this is a very confident heterosexual male. Yeah. I mean, he's okay. not my type. Right? <laughs> my type i don't like uh, you know i don't think yes. that hard yeah i'm not a muscle man person no right yeah but, i mean he is he looks like he has stepped out of like some greek mythology right i was about to say it sounds like he's of the gods or something <laughs> so all the girls are like into him right, right. so he's already been coupling right <laughs> with his little skinny girl right mm-hmm. all into him right okay and so then they brought in like this incredibly hot girl. My gosh. <laughs> and she decided she liked him too, right? Well, of course, right? And so there was this great twist night before last where um, they all have cell phones, but they only get messages from like, you know, the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the island had said that the two new girls could replace two old girls for the night, which meant that they, they would take you, their boyfriend, Right. And, and go sleep with them. them and sleep in the bed. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other girls and we know like, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, you know, this girl, of course, she picked, you know, our, our black God. Yes. Right? And so last night, you know, he had to decide they saved him for last. Of course. <laughs> of course. Is he going to stay with the girl that he's in this deep, you know, committed relationship of six days with, <laughs> or is he going to go for like this smoking hot girl that he's known for like two days? Yeah. And in the end, he went for the smoking hot girl. Of course. And so the other girl is like, she she was crying. They played like some sort of like, you know, broken hearted song. (laughs) And they like kicked her off the island. Oh my gosh. Okay. So so when you're leaving, of course, you know, there's like this sign. They have this neon sign that says, love me. Mm -hmm. But when you leave, uh, as you walk past it, it changes to love me not. Oh, okay. He loves me. He loves me yeah. not. That's pretty. That, I don't know. I, show. I was about to say, um, if you're into the Me Too movement or anything like that, you definitely wouldn't be watching that show. Um, that yeah. certainly doesn't. Oh, that. Yeah. It sounds like a train wreck, which is, of course, it entertaining is. in itself. It is. I just can't stop watching it. <laughs> and, you know, so last night, you know, I was like watching it and stuff and then. And, uh, and it, I was just thinking, God, this, this thing's so stupid. It's so pointless. <laughs> I mean, there's no point to it at all, except that there's all these attractive people, like, practically naked, right? Right. And um, there is one couple that I think is really sweet, you know, that they seem sweet. And, and sometimes I have to keep reminding myself that all these people have known each other, like, six days. Right, right. Because, you know, they're already like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, like, lifelong friends and yeah. blah. Blah. I mean, it's six TV show days, like live, yeah, um, <laughs> live show days. So it's like, you know, it's been like years for them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that is your new um, train wreck TV. 
my mom it's hilarious because she is she's very highbrow about her shows even though she always watches like you know snapped and all these like crime series and stuff so we always joke that you know if something happens to dad we know exactly you know we (laughs) know it's mom but her her train wreck show is 90 day fiance and she watches all of the the spin-off stuff from it and i mean i will say that I mean, I don't watch it, but when I've been around her and it's been on, I've watched it, and I can see how that could be um, addicting. But I think I told her just on premise of how stupid it is. I yeah. just I can't do it. I can't. I had never heard of that show until I posted about Love Island on Facebook. Really? You've never heard first, of Ninety Day Fiance's been on for years. <laughs> the first response was. You know, if you think that show is bad, don't ever watch 90 Day Fiance. Yes, you will be like, what the hell's 90 Day Fiance? (laughs) And then, you know, people were telling me about it, but I'm not going to go seek it out. Yeah, don't do it. Because yes, it is addicting. We were in, um, when we, we were on vacation last month and when we were in Toronto, uh, an episode came on the TV and I started to watch it. And like mom tells me about the different characters on the shows each season. And it was weird because I'm like, why do I feel like I know these people? And it really was one of those things where you're just sucked into watching it and you don't realize all the time that's gone by. Right. So I don't, I don't watch it. I mean, I have premium channels and all that stuff with my cable, but I'm very, very much devoted to not watching that kind of TV anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like my toddlers and tiaras i had to, i had to let that go <laughs> well you know i on i've been binging lots of shows on netflix and hulu and all my other streaming things mm-hmm. and so i had reached an end of the last thing that i had been watching which was a, a show called um light is a feather okay. um, i watched the entire first ep- first season and um second season didn't start for like another month mm-hmm and so I was looking for things to watch. So I tried that dark show that you said that Kay was yeah, watching. Yeah, Kay's watching. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode and I thought it was boring as hell. Um, so then I tried <laughs> this hilarious because I don't know how he watches boring shows because he doesn't watch boring shows. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing he's just saying he watches it, but that he's on Facebook or something else while it's on. So I don't know. I mean, I, well, first of all, you know, it's, it's a German show. Yes. And, um, and I didn't I think it was the, the dub thing, mm-hmm. but it just it just moved like like a glacier. And um, so, is it the one where like the the people get to almost like they go back in time yes. to stuff? And yeah, I think I saw. I like I essentially saw what was um, one episode of it and i i think that's the show that i needed to send you that voice memo about and i forgot. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I know. It, it wasn't enough to keep me interested. Uh, yeah. but I, I, yeah. I'm not a huge time travel person anyway. I mean, sometimes it's cool, but it's not like my thing, you know? And I just felt like this was like for people who are like just, you know, gaga over time I travel. I think like with, with time travel, I still have a very difficult time understanding it. I know it sounds crazy, but <laughs> it feels like, like I know it's not supposed to be linear and that's what I can't quite understand or get because i'm like but if it already happened how do you go back you know it anyway so usually time travel stuff makes my head hurt because i'm trying to to really rationalize it and i can't make sense of it personally because i guess i don't know enough about time travel or (laughs) (laughs) well then i tried the first episode of a show called glitch okay 
It's about a bunch of like dead people. They suddenly like wake up. <laughs> okay. Like crawl out of the, you know, their graves. Some of them have been dead for hundreds of years. Um, one of them, like the sheriff's wife comes back from the dead. Uh huh. And, and nobody knows why. And it's an Australian show. And I watched the first episode and several people on Facebook are like, Oh, it gets really good. I don't know. I might, I might continue with it, but I haven't watched episode two yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's funny. I, oh, go ahead. But then I wandered into, I've never watched Brooklyn nine, nine. Yes. Anthony. Oh, oops, sorry. Uh, Miles really likes that show. It's one of his shows. <laughs> well, I've watched the first six episodes now and there are times it's like, okay, that's stupid. Yeah. But yeah. There are other things about it that are just hilarious. So I am going to probably keep watching it, but it's got like six seasons. So. Yeah, I've watched an episode here and there, and I know that they just, this last season, this previous season, they finished their run on the original network, and then they moved. Because yeah. they, they were canceled, they got picked back up. So, um, yeah, I've seen a few episodes here and there, but I don't think I've ever paid enough attention to it to, you know... <laughs> to pay attention to it yeah. and so it might be one of those that it's like okay when it's off the air the air i'll probably pick it up and watch you know because i like to binge so right. maybe one of the ones i end up binging and well, so and there is also now i'm still talking it's my my section oh jeez i'm sorry i've had i i've been hopped up on caffeine today i've been drinking a mccafe um a, a uh, what is this? An ice latte, and so I'm kind of wired. So yes, just okay. tell me to shut up when you need to shut up. Right. This is the last thing, then I'll turn it over to you. <laughs> okay. Um, but I have also been watching uh, ever since I got on Netflix. I, I watch like an episode like every couple days mm-hmm. of this show called The Ranch. Okay. Know you with this? No. All right. Um, so there's a bunch of people in it that you would know. I mean, is it the one that has Dak Shepard and stuff, or no? No, no. Okay. It has right. Ashton Kutcher in it. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, it has that other guy from that '70s show, Danny Masterson. Okay. Um, it has um, Sam Shepard. It has okay. Deborah Winger. Wow. Um, it has um, somebody else whose name you would know, but I can't think of right now. Okay. I, I've been watching it and. Such a strange show. I told my mom, I, I said, you would love this show. And of course, she's upset because she can't watch it on Netflix, you know. <laughs> so she came over and I let her watch the first episode. Yeah. And she loved it. Oh, so you need to get but, to on Netflix. <laughs> well, I told her she could just log in with mine. Right. Well, yeah, because you get five people under you, so. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'd, I'd have to be there for probably every time she did. But, oh, jeez. Okay. You just set it up on her iPad or tablet and all she has to do is, is go on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's an okay show. It's a weird mm-hmm. show. It's like, sometimes it's like just a regular old sitcom, except they say, you know, F-bombs and stuff, you know. And, um, but then there's like lots of parts where it's like, you know, there'd be a long stretch where it's like serious, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, and I can't decide. Sometimes I think, you know, it'd be better if it was just a drama or just a comedy it's just weird because it's trying it's, to do both well yeah because it's like i mean i guess you know life is like that you know sometimes it's hilarious and sometimes it's very serious but um but you're not really watching tv for that aspect it's supposed yeah to be some form yeah of sometimes it's very, like almost madcap and then it's okay. like all of a sudden you have you know them you know the two uh, 
older characters talking about, you know, maybe it's time to call it quits after 40 years of marriage and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, they'll be yelling at each other and, and it's, it's like, man, what if I wandered into, you know? Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting show. Hmm. I'm not sure I would recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's the show that I put on um, when I'm like doing other things. Oh, so it's your white noise or just background noise. Yeah. And so every now and then I like stop and look at it, you know, but I have found that I, I typically stop and look at it during the serious scene. Hmm. Right. It's Cause it's like, you'll be walking around and then suddenly you realize, you know, like it's, it's almost like, you know, when you're just kind of like, wandering around and then you like realize that oh man this couple next to you are having a serious fight mm-hmm. and it's like all of a sudden you kind of you know kind of <laughs> you know how you did yeah. right right it's like that you know hmm. um, so i don't know it, it's already had like 60 episodes geez seriously it renewed it for like two more or something um it's it's confusing the way they do it though that every season is 20 episodes. Okay. But it's divided in two. Okay. So there's like part one, part two, and each part is 10 episodes. So right now, if you go on to Netflix, there's part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, part six. Okay. Which is like a whole bunch of episodes. So it's like act one, scene one through 10 or something. I'm assuming. Um, no, it, it, it'll say part two, episode one, part two. But I'm ep- saying like in terms of how, because I'm like, that's just kind of weird and stupid to have yeah. a season with two distinct parts of it. So yes. I'm just relating it to a play where I'm like, is it, uh, <laughs> act yeah. part one is act one, and then each se- each episode is a scene. Um, I guess so. I, yeah, but that is just weird. I don't, that makes no sense. But then again, we are Americans and we do things very differently than most. So. Yeah. The the one thing about it that really sticks in my mind is every time they do an outdoor scene, mm-hmm. it has been years since I have seen something that is so obviously a set. <laughs> well, then they must not have the money for a good one. <laughs> well, it's because, you know, there's really only a few sets on the show, right? Mm-hmm. The house, right? There's mm-hmm. the bar. Um, then there's outside the house, right? <laughs> And that's where like they're always coming back from doing something else or driving up or whatever, you know, but every time they're like having a conversation out there, it's like, this is not outside. Right. Right. <laughs> well, again, it could make really, it rain or it snow. Really, it looks really so fake. Yeah. But you know, these are like famous people. You think- but yeah, but maybe they don't really care enough to put the money into that. Cause I had the, the privilege of several months ago going to see. Uh, so miles, works on the set of a television series and i'd never been able to or i'd never gone on set before and so just learning some of like that movie or tv magic behind the scenes and seeing so when you're talking about different sets and how the outside looks fake and all that stuff i'm like yeah but it also depends on how much uh, the production is really willing to put into it and how convincing it needs to be. <laughs> right. But yes, I agree. I do not like it when it is so obvious that they're not outside. It's like, really, you guys couldn't go on location somewhere for like two seconds to film the scene, but all well, right. It's, it's weird because, I mean, in a way, it's charming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, I, I like like a lot of bad movies where it's like, oh, man, look, you know, that's somebody stomping on a 
fake, you know, little mini city. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think that's just awesome, you know, the fact that they're able to do really so much for like $75, you know. Um, so I admire that. But it's just weird that on a modern comedy with filled with people whose names I know, mm-hmm. that it looks like that. And it's not being, not being campy. Okay. <laughs> it's one thing if they were like doing it deliberately to be, you know, funny. But no, they're serious. Hmm. Okay. All right, now well, you since, call. Well, since we're talking about TV, um, I did make a note of something uh, that with the Emmy nominations this year, I don't know if you really ever pay attention to that kind of stuff. Uh, I use it as kind of a barometer for me as to whether or not I still know enough about what's going on in the world of entertainment. I've stopped using the Oscars as a barometer because half the movies they do or more, I've never even heard of them. So, so I use the Emmys because I'm like, that's more of the people. So this year's Emmys, um, just so you know, that Game of Thrones apparently got 32 nods. And I heard, yeah, I heard on a talk show this morning that people, well, the people on the panel were saying that they kind of didn't agree with it because, you know, the last season sucked. So I'm like, you know, we all know that what happens in the last, last season is you'll get more nominations if it's a good show yeah. or one that they've not been nominating before. But I'm not, I don't agree fully that the last season sucked. I wish that it was longer for one. And I thought it was interesting what happens with Danny and her going crazy. But I wouldn't just outright say it sucked. I I was fine with the way it concluded, personally. Um, But what about you? I'm just kind of... I stopped watching it several seasons ago. Are you serious? Yeah. How do you stop watching Game of Thrones? Well, the thing is, I've read all the books so far, right? Mm -hmm. And so eventually the TV show got past the point where I thought the books were still good. Okay. It was like, okay, yeah, from here on, uh, yeah, I don't really, I'm not interested. So I just stopped. And, you know, Danny had stopped being naked as much. Oh, At some point, she decided the actress that she had shown her body enough. Yes, yes. And, um, so, you know, why? Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, it, it was, you know, I was very much on, I, very, I thought that I was going to stop after the Red Wedding. Because yeah. I, I mean, physically, I just, I would not been that viscerally upset <laughs> and have it linger for such a while. I mean, I will never, to the end of my time on this earth, forget the Red Wedding. Um, but I did, of course, continue to watch it because, I mean, it was Game of Thrones. And I was disappointed by the brevity of the final season. I did like the storyline as it continued because like Bran came back into the storyline and all that kind of stuff. And my understanding of it was that, you know, once it finished or once all the stuff that happened in the books was done on the, on the show, they worked with the author to like, he told them, okay, okay, this is going to happen, whatever. And so they kind of got the opportunity to pick what it is that they wanted to, to use in the show uh, again, it's just, it was unfortunate that they shorted out on the, you know, how many episodes there were. Yeah, of course, he hasn't finished the series yet. So right, no, he hasn't. Yeah. He, and he said that he's going to do what he's going to do and, you know, it doesn't matter 
what the TV show did. Yes. I think it'll be slightly different. I mean, they've already done things differently here and there. Right, right, right. And I mean, you know, in these cases, you know, I always say, well, it's a good thing I didn't read the books because I'm not going to get disappointed. I don't know what happens. So, um, but it is, of course, um, nominated, like I said, 32 nominations. And so what I thought was funny, I'm scrolling through it right now. There is, oh, where is it? Where is it? It was, well, while I'm looking for, I was like, okay, drama series. Did they count that as a drama series? Because, oh yeah, it is. I know sometimes it's like things end up in word categories that you don't think belong there. So of course they are nominated for outstanding drama series. So tell me since there are two, four, six, eight people or eight shows in this category, how many of the eight that you're familiar with or that you watch? So the first one is better call Saul. I know it's that spinoff of uh, breaking bad, but I've never watched it. Okay. Yes. I've never watched it myself either. I thought about it because I did enjoy Breaking Bad. Um, of course, Bodyguard, which is Netflix. Is that, is that like a series based on the movie? It's, it's the one with, um, what is his name? Something, Richard Madden, who was on Game of Thrones. And he was like um, this, was he a cop or of some sort? If you haven't seen it, you really should, because it's actually very good. I mean, I'm not doing it service right now by trying to explain it, but it is actually very, very good. Uh, it's um, not related to the Whitney Houston movie. No, it is not. So you have uh, not seen I have it. no idea. And you need to add it to your list, because it is a Netflix show, and I guarantee you that you will like it. Okay. So add that to your watch list. Uh, of course, we've got Game of Thrones. Then there is Killing Eve. I've heard of it, not watched it. It's okay. on Amazon, isn't it? It's on BBC America. BBC it America, okay. Yeah, it might be on Amazon. Uh, yeah, I think I, it, they, keep, they keep recommending it to me. <laughs> All I know is that, like, Sandra O oh is in it, I think, but I've never seen it. I, I don't know. Hmm. The next one is Ozark. Don't know that one. Seriously? No. Okay, it has Jason Bateman in it and Laura Linney. It is so good. It is also a Netflix series. That show actually films, if I'm not mistaken, here in Atlanta. So uh, then there is Pose. Yeah, yeah, that one's on um, FX. Yes, it is. Yeah, I see it advertised a lot. And I thought about watching it when it first debuted. Um, but I just never did, and now I haven't gone back to catch up on it. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, I, I was in the same boat, too. Uh, uh, series number seven is Succession. Don't know that one. It's on HBO. It's really good. I can't name any of the actors on it, unfortunately, but it is very, very good. It's about uh, basically this older guy with his children who... <laughs> he's he's supposed to be stepping back from the business handing over the reins to his children but uh -huh. basically he does he changes his mind and so you get to kind of get in the head of each one of the children and how their relationship is oh i can name someone alan ruck is one of the children he's the oldest child in it so if you you know of course from Ferris bueller and um macaulay calkins brother um forgot his name anyway he's on it he's one of the sons on there as well uh, but it is it's a, it's a little dark but it is very very interesting so and then the last show is this is us 
Yeah, that's um, is that on NBC? Yes, it is an NBC show. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. You've never seen it? No. Oh my god, I I just so for me, no, I've I, seen... I have some friends on Facebook who are always like, oh, you know, that was in tears for like hours after. Yes, it is one of those. It is, it is one of those. But like, granted that in a lot of episodes you'll want to cry. I think just in terms of how it's it. <laughs> It evokes this feeling of warmth and I don't know. It's it's such a good show. It really, really is. So when I looked at the list and saw that I I watch like at least half of the shows on the list, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm in good I'm in good company. So I I'm surprisingly not surprised that you don't know any of or most of the shows or don't watch them. Um, I think uh, I just watch surprised. a lot more TV. I, yeah, I, I'm not really so you watch a lot more tv than i do i do i do that's that is my way to decompress is to watch television so like i just finished up last night uh the most recent season of grant chester because i love british tv so i do watch a lot of that but as far as the 32 nods going to game of thrones it's interesting because uh let's for example best supporting actor in a in a series um mm. there are two nominations within that very category for game of thrones so it's uh peter dinklage who i know you know definitely yeah. Yeah. um and nikolai i can never pronounce his name but the one who plays jamie um they're okay. both nominated but what is hilarious is that in uh outstanding supporting actress in a drama series so there are six individuals in this category four of which are from game of thrones <laughs> hmm. so lena head hetty which of course is cersei right. uh sophia uh sophie turner who um you know is okay mm. and Maisie williams and yeah. then gwendolyn Christy, who is um who is uh, what is her brianna of tarth or what yes so yeah they make up most of the people in that category and then there's some newcomers this year mandy moore is 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 nominated for some stuff and there was some surprises some snubs yeah i i you know i love um star trek discovery Mm -hmm. i noticed that they didn't get i don't think any emmy nominations at all I they don't feel like in like from some science fiction thing. Yeah, they they didn't. Yeah, they didn't get anything from the Emmys, which I you know I'm surprised by. Well, I do get disappointed when shows that people actually watch and the, <laughs> when they don't show up on the list. So one of the snubs this year was actually uh, the Big Bang Theory in its final season, which again is surprising. And to be honest, I've not finished. We still have like four episodes on the DVR to watch. Um, but they weren't nominated at all. So even Jim Parsons, there was no yeah. nominations. For That's what I was going to ask. Not even Parsons? No, none. And I was like, well, how, how do you have the show that's been the, the cornerstone for the past like decade plus on, in its final season not get even one nomination at the Emmy? Yeah. I just considering how frequently they were nominated every other year and considering how many people and how many different things like you know back in the day i think that nomination categories would have like four people or four shows now it's like i don't know television on crack because you've got like eight people you know eight different shows or eight people in categories and 
I, I don't know. I think that's also why I don't really watch them as much as I used to. I used to like to watch the Emmys and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I'm like, well, you've got like 10 people in a category. I, it, it, ugh, it, yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. So there were some shows that did not um, get nominated, but only because they weren't eligible. So I'm a huge Big Little Lies person. Do you know what mm. that I'm, you, you do know I've that. I've heard right? of it, yeah. Okay, all right. So that's a really great, great show. And Stranger Things, but that's only because they were not, uh, they weren't eligible. You know, it, it has to be on in a certain, you know, certain span of time. And so if they started airing their, their episodes later, they'd right. be attention for the next year. So my, my three favorite current television shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love Riverdale. Really? Hmm, okay. I love, I love um, American Horror Story. Okay, I've never watched. I've never Every seen season. Riverdale or or that show, but I'm aware of them. And um, then of course Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Slasher on Netflix. I loved uh, both seasons of that. It may have been three seasons I've watched. I think there's three seasons I've watched of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, but I, I need to see more before I, like, rank it as one of my favorites, you know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, those are my three favorite shows right now. Yeah, I have – so, I mean, my – I because I watch so much television, I have to use an app to track it. And it's not to say – I think I watch over 60-plus shows – but wow. even though it sounds like a lot, I mean, you've got to think about the fact that um, several of them are British. So, you know, their seasons are like six episodes, eight episodes. Right. Um, and they don't all come on at the same, during the same time. So, I mean, you know, there are times where I'm only watching a handful of shows because the other stuff is on hiatus. So my favorite show is still Suits, which is going to be ending this, this season, if I'm not mistaken. And I also really enjoy Poldark. So Suits comes on USA. Poldark is a period piece. I love period pieces. So that one is a, uh, I think it airs on PBS. So I watched that one. And then I enjoyed Grant Chester. We've been watching Lucifer because we, it's one of the, one of the several shows now that when they get canceled, they get picked back up. So it is now on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. And so we have been watching this newest season, season four of, of that show. But I mean, it's, I just watch a ton of stuff. And again, I, I don't, there are, there are weeks, like I think last week, I just didn't watch any TV, but because I have the app, I just track it. So I know where I left off. You know, and I could just jump back on and do that. But yeah, I, it is my go-to relaxation method, just like I like to go to the movies. So this right. week I did go see Toy Story and I did, I, I actually enjoyed the ending of it better than I did three, just because I didn't feel like, like you saying last week that, okay, it's, it's, who knows if they do another one. I'm okay yeah. if they don't. And I was actually, I, I felt a sense of peace at the end. I was, you know, I was bawling in the last one. And I'm like, are you really going to end Toy Story with people crying? So, um, but yeah, it was really cool. You, you are right. Forky was awesome. Yeah. And as soon as I heard the voice, I'm like, oh, I know who that is. That's Tony Hale. He's from Veep. Um, but uh, it, it, it was pretty awesome. I, I enjoyed it. And I think that the way they concluded the story made sense, made complete sense. 
So I'm glad I saw it. We went and saw like the 7.30 showing of it. And uh, you know how just horrible I am. But I was thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe by 7.30, people aren't going to bring their kids because, you know, it's going to end at like 9.30. So they should be in bed. No. No. Yeah, no. So we had to contend with kids and them talking at the screen or, you know, getting stuff late or (laughs) just... I don't know. I'm you like, I just. Toy Story. What did you? I know, but I mean, like I said, I thought that they would be going to bed or something. And then when like there was someone there who like literally brought a baby with them, I'm like, why do people? I, again, yeah. I don't have children, so I guess I can't really, <laughs> I can't really. Um, I don't. I just. I can't really relate. So, <laughs> so I'm like, I want to go to the movies. I want to be able to relax. I don't want to hear kids. I don't, I don't want to hear anybody for that matter. So, but yes, it was good. So I think that maybe next week we're going to see Stuber. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Stuber. I, I, I started to see it this week and I just didn't make it. Yeah, so we're going to, it's the only one that'll be out that is of interest to us. Because I, neither myself or my movie buddy Gwen are interested in seeing the new Lion King. So we're not yeah. seeing it. <laughs> now on the 26th, though, I'm going. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, when I get off work, I'm just going mm-hmm. to the theater. I'm going to see it in Milledgeville because it's right there. Right. See it, and then I go go home. Yeah, I I still no, I no, <laughs> but I'm sure you'll tell me all about it, right? Yeah, I mean it looks good. I love all of Tarantino movies, though, so um, I can't wait. Okay. All right. So. So we've talked about what movies I'm going to see. I'm currently watching, like I said, I just finished Grant Chester, so I'm going to start back on Poldark. And I'm current. I am reading. I I am still reading this. I read only one author, which is hilarious. And even though her, her books are formulaic, which I'm, you know, ultimately they all become that in, in some way. It's my only. It's the only thing I like to read that can just kind of chill me out. And it's also period. <laughs> it's a period series so it's like anything that's that has like um people who are from like england or scotland or ireland or any of those that's that's yeah i i like those types of of books and shows and stuff and so i do try to read like maybe a chapter a week i will read (laughs) no I, i kind of ran over that but I do read while I'm on the on treadmill. So like in the mornings when I work out, I use that opportunity to also read because I always like to, I prefer to end my night by reading, but sometimes that just doesn't happen. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to be working out anyway, I can at least carve out that time to also read. Um, and, and so I do. Since we're talking about entertainment, I wanted your opinion on the the new 007 um you know i i'm i'm fine with it well when i first saw the headlines because i think well they made it right, look, seem look, like look, this is what's gonna happen this okay is all right if, some people online they're just losing their crap right which right. doesn't make any sense they're like how can james bond be a black chick you know first of all that's not what they said right and i had to read it to figure yeah. that out because at first i was like oh lord yeah. I, I can't yeah bond but, is retired right She's the new 007. Exactly. Yeah, she's going to get killed in the movie or need rescue, and that's how why he's going to come out of retirement. Uh, yeah, I, no. No. 
I guarantee that's what's going to happen. They're going to introduce her at the beginning of the movie. It's like, oh, the new 007. And then, you know, they're making it going to be the big thing. And then she's going to get like a bullet in her head right away. And yeah. everybody's like, oh. I, you know, I don't, I don't believe that. Gonna go. I don't of course, I haven't that. seen the last like five James Bond movies. I, yeah, I've not seen more of them than you. So um, I, I haven't seen a Bond movie since Pierce Brosnan was Bond. Wow. So that was the 90s. Right. Yeah. Late nineties. And you know, I liked Brosnan as Bond, and there came a to play Bond. Well, there came a point where I'm like, okay, I'm I've seen James Bond movies. Yeah, yeah. I never need to see another one. Um, I haven't been tempted by any of the Daniel Craig ones, and I I just don't care. Well, I planned on at some point because I honestly couldn't tell you if I've seen one all the way through. I've always caught pieces of Bond with the you know the various Bonds. Oh, you've never and seen an entire Bond movie at all? Not all, not start to finish, no. All the Sean Connery ones, they're the best. Well, I want to go back and do a marathon, which, I mean, at this point, it really is a very long marathon, considering how many films there are, because this next one that's coming out is 25, right? Right. So uh, I do want to, but it's not high on my priority list. But I was thinking, yeah, when I saw it pop up, because you know the various media outlets want to taunt and tease it in their own way but when i saw the headline i immediately thought what the hell they're gonna what do a female bond and then then yes i did for the show i did my research and i was like oh okay so why are people pissed about it you know like i'm like it's not (laughs) because they're not reading the articles right right they're not (laughs) <laughs> obviously not so yes i immediately made the wrong jump to the wrong conclusion initially so it was saying in the article that uh, uh let's see the quote was there's a pivotal scene at the start of the film where m says come in 007 and in walks lashana which is the character um people probably will know her best from um captain marvel she played Captain Marvel's Marvel's best friend. And so, you know, in walks the um, Lashana, who is black, beautiful, and a woman. And it says it's a popcorn dropping moment. Bond is still Bond, but he's been replaced as 007 by this stunning woman. And then the insider also claims that the term Bond girls has been removed um, from use and replaced with Bond women. And this is a bond for the modern era who, <laughs> who will appeal to a younger generation. And while Bond is still Bond, he's having to learn to deal with the world of hashtag MeToo. Mm. Yes. So, yeah, I think, know. I don't think Bond needs to change, though. I think that's I, part of the character. Yeah, and, and I'm like, yeah, with something like that, I mean, granted that, yes, as time goes by, things we look at things differently, and, but, it, yeah, I, I don't know, I, 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 I mean, I've not seen Bond, really, but I can't, I don't think of Bond as being enlightened enough to be like, oh, I'm going to be p- uh, politically correct on this, but. I mean, Bond should still be sleeping around. Right, that's, that is the character, that is that's, the yeah. Bond. So, but yeah, the whole, the uproar about it, you know, there being a black person playing 007, again, if they had said that they were replacing James Bond with a black woman or just with a woman, I personally would not like that. 
but that's just me because I'm like, for me, that role is a male role. It is James Bond that, you know, but if, if they had cast Idris Elba as James Bond, would you be okay with that? Yes. I don't have an issue with Bond not being white. Yeah. I, I don't either. I mean, when that rumor was going around, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's great. I might I would, see I would actually go. Play. Yes. I would actually go and see it. <laughs> not because yeah. it's black, but because it's Idris Elba. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, may, it would be different, you know. Yes. I, I mean, I know you've never seen one, but I've seen like 19 or 20 James Bond movies, and you know, it takes something radically different for me to be interested again. Right, and yeah, I mean, it was. It's really it comes down to the the person playing the role because you know I did I likened this to when uh, the change with Doctor Who where they have the female Doctor. And I mean, I'll, I'll admit the last Doctor Who I watched was Matt Smith's run. And then, so I didn't see any of Peter Capaldi and I haven't seen any of them since. But yeah, I, Matt Smith drove me away. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly after Tenet, I was like, you know, I, till the day I die, he's always going to be my doctor. But um, yeah, at the end of his, I was done. I was like, I, I'm, I'm done with Doctor Who. And I, I hated that. But it's because I wasn't interested or excited about anyone else playing it. And it wasn't even, yeah, even the whole idea of doing a woman wasn't enough to entice me back. So, you know, I can understand, though, why some people did not like the idea of the doctor being played by a woman. However, with, with 007, I'm okay with this, you know, what it really is, not what I assumed and what many people are assuming it is. Yeah. So yes, I'm I'm cool with that. So what what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, I have other stuff, but I'm like, I've been leading this conversation for a while. Um, I gave up on a book today, which I hardly ever do. Yeah, that's weird. Um, a book called Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy, mm-hmm. who also wrote um, The Road. And No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. Okay. I recognize that title. Yeah, I figured you, yeah, it was a movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but now when I went to uh, my AP training, um, was it just last week? I don't know. Anyway, um, there was somebody up there who's talking about how, you know, he just loved Cormac McCarthy. The writing was just so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And that was his best work and all this kind of stuff. So, <laughs> so I was like, like, okay. You know, so I ordered it off Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I like it. Um, I, I, I gave up about halfway through. Jeez. So I know that you're still very much a physical book reader. What happens when you decide you're, you know, getting rid of books? Are you just donating them to the library or what um, do you do with them now? Typically, I, I have a bag I just like keep until it gets full. And then I take it to Gotwall's used books. Okay. And um, they give me credit for them. And then I, you know. So I have like over $300 worth of credit at Got Walls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, what they do is when you use a credit that you can apply it for half your order. So like, for instance, if I bought $50 worth of books, I'd pay like 25 and they take 25 off of my credit. Okay. So you can't use the credit to fully. Right, I can't, I can't just go in and then walk out with books. Okay. Okay. Pay something. But, right. Right. And, and so as a result, I keep getting more credit because you know, I end up giving them more than I take out. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
So usually that's what I do. Sometimes I will give them to the library, but not usually. Um, oh, okay. Today uh, I turned to the person sitting next to me and I was like, you want this book? And <laughs> like, um, okay. So they just took it, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was sitting with other teachers. Right, right, right. Yeah, it wasn't just some arbitrary person off the street kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm still doing the whole, let me read it on my iPad. So, you know, that way I can always have it with me. Right. Yeah, I, then I was, I was annoyed by, uh, I had ordered this, um, this comic book off of uh, eBay. And um, so the other day, I was in my kitchen looking out my window and I see the mailman drive up, park himself in front of my mailbox. Mm-hmm. And he's there for like a couple of minutes. Please don't tell me he was reading your comic book. No, I don't, I, no, I don't think so. Okay. So, and then he drives, drives off. Right. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I put on my shoes, walk out there to the mailbox, open it up. And there's some like, you know, just bills and stuff in there. And then there's um, a little card, right. It says that they attempted delivery of a package. No. And I was not home. And so I need to say, you know, can they have permission to just drop it off or do I want to pick it up? Whatever. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm home. And, and he, did not get, he, did not, yeah, he did not get out. And it's not like he came and knocked on the door and I didn't answer. Right? I was watching. Oh, my gosh. So I assume he was sitting there filling out a little card. Yeah. Right? And it was a hot day. Maybe you just didn't feel like getting out. Oh my gosh. I think I've had that happen to me maybe once. But the yeah. fact that it, it even happens is crazy because it's like, I mean, like you said, in your case, you were watching this person as they just sat in the vehicle and didn't yeah. even attempt to get out of the vehicle to give you the, yeah, no sense. No. And when I saw him there, I started to like just walk out, you know. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't really feel like even saying hey to him. So I was just going to stand there wait till it left, right? <laughs> But, yeah. but anyway, they, he did bring it back. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Have you noticed on Amazon now that when they drop off packages, they take a picture of it by your, like, your front door or whatever, and then they send you the confirmation I've, that you're I've heard off. other people saying that. Yeah. But I have not had that happen with any of my packages. I've I've had it with mine. I'm like, oh, this is the coolest thing, you know. I wonder if it's in bigger cities, you know. I, know, I mean, Co- Covington is not a very big city, but but it's um, you know it's a lot bigger and gray. Well, that is very true, very very true. But yeah, I thought it was the coolest thing. Although you know, I'm like, sure, it shows that the package was put there, but theoretically, yeah. you could just pick it back up and walk off with it. So, um, okay, you know. But yeah. it is interesting how, you know, as technology changes, the things that they're able to do. And speaking of Amazon, I, so my, my parents are, we've spoken before about uh, the fact that I'm the opposite politically from, of, you know, from my parents. Uh, we do share some similarities. For example, uh, this week, my, my mother mentioned I think she was listening to something on the radio and it got her really upset or she had read something about um, illegal immigrants getting um, driver's licenses or whatever. I said, oh yeah, we had to deal with that in this state. She's like, huh? I was like, "Mm -hmm." it was a whole big thing because I remember back then when you were on the director's list and some counties were like, you know, well, we don't want to deny services to people who aren't documented and you know well so i actually align with her on that side of things 
as far as I'm like, if you're not, if you're here illegally, you don't, you should not be given the opportunity to get a state, you know, ID if you're, right. if you're illegal. I mean, it, it, it's counter, it, it's counterintuitive. It makes no sense. So we were talking, going back to um, Amazon, I had her watch, I think it was last week, we were, <laughs> I told her, you know, I love John Oliver. I mean, it's yeah. like, he is my, he's my jam. So I was explaining to her uh, just about how I feel like I learned so much by watching a show. It really, you know, it makes me think about stuff. I'll often end up researching stuff afterwards. So I, I had her watch the segment. Do you watch John Oliver or not? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I had her watch the one on Amazon, which was, I think, the yeah, last I one that I aired. And yeah. I watched it again with her and was just laughing through certain parts of it. And so I, I told her, I said, you know, can you imagine that? Can you imagine the impact that Amazon has had on society, on how, on how we work, what we do? I mean, it's kind of like they are the new Walmart, you know? It was always, you know, about Walmart culture and stuff. But now it's like Amazon is the behemoth and they are, you know, they're making the rules. And I mean, I get it. It's capitalism. That's just kind of how the world works. But when you see that the individuals who work there have to walk like 15 miles in a shift, I'm like, yeah. how, how is that humanly possible to, to get your job done effectively when, you know, you're being timed with almost every step that you take? You can't really go to the restroom. You can't, I mean, it, it almost, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to, no, it's not slave labor, but it just, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what was it the was it the bear repellent thing that yes. you're talking about yeah. that, that it happened twice twice so, <laughs> yeah and then i mean for someone to die there i'm yeah. like that that no it, I, <laughs> they trying to make us work with a woman dead body here <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> and i can't tell you which one i believe facebook yeah. or, or <laughs> what the company says but but yeah, I mean, there has been a lot of backlash. I mean, obviously, um, Amazon had been looking to, to add a headquarters in, what is it, New York? And that was, that was next. And I just, it's, it is just, it's an, it's an interesting time to be alive. You know, I was telling um, my brother's girlfriend that having been born in the 80s, and seeing the amount of technology that has changed in the 40 years, I guess, almost at this point, yeah. it's just mind-boggling. The fact that there's so much stuff that we used a great deal back in the 80s and 90s that don't even exist today, you know, or has been completely yeah. replaced. And so I'm like, it is exciting to be alive. I, I appreciate that we get to see and kind of witness all of this but i do hate that i don't know that I, I hate that it is still very much a culture where money talks ultimately and so yes. i mean you know amazon has so much money and so much of a foothold in so in so many things and then i mean they change the way we are as people i mean think about the fact that before amazon 
who did two day or next day shipping or anything like that? You know, it was like, you just, and nobody. Right. And now I'm like, I want my prime shipping. I want that stuff. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's very, I think it's a, it's still a very American kind of thing to, to like, you know, I want it now. I have to have it now. But that wasn't the case before much in the way as, as how cell phones have changed the way that we've behaved culturally, you know, yeah. people are walking by the heads are just down in the phone. No one's really, communicating in the way that they used to um it's I mean, the, the, the good and the bad i just think it's really really interesting yeah although sometimes you know i see pictures you know and there'll be like a, a restaurant it shows like everybody in it from like the 40s already in the newspaper mm-hmm. yeah. oh, that's i mean i think people always you know look for excuses to not talk to each other uh, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, all the people who wear headphones, you know, even when they're not listening to anything, just so they don't have to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I think in the old days, people would bring a newspaper with them for the same reason, you know. So I guess. I don't know. And, and, I, and just like just like how people talk to you when you have the headphones in, I love it when, when I will take out a book, someone will look at me, you know, take it out of the book, open the book. They wait till I start reading to then – say something to me right you know and so i you know i'll look up you know say whatever back to them look back at my book then they say something else yes so at that point i usually will close the book you know, like, like deliberately close yeah, it so they can and look at them it. yeah you know but so i mean it's the same thing i think it's you know sometimes people when they see you have the headphones on they can't help themselves they have to talk to you, you know? <laughs> But I mean, I do feel like there, I mean, there, there are a lot more distractions. We back, oh, yeah. back, you know, in earlier years, I'm not saying that I'm necessarily romanticizing the past, but there was a quality about not being so tethered to a device, um, about going outside and doing stuff outdoors. It's, you know, like I think about my nephew and how, I mean, he, he does band. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he at least did that. So he got to do a sport of sorts and he was outside but it's just it's not as important today as it used to be and i'm like it seems even even more important now that yeah. people eat better and exercise but i don't know again i don't have kids so i'm i'm obviously looking at it from a different vantage point i've always said that i my not having children was a deliberate choice because i did not want my child growing up in this world the way it's becoming Um, because standards are different. The way people behave, the people's expectations and uh, just, I don't know, their, their lack of, sometimes their lack of compassion, their um, apathy. um, It just, it's, there's so much stuff that I'm like, I just, I didn't want to have to bring someone into the world to have to introduce that to them, you know? Yeah. But I mean, again, it's a personal choice. I obviously not saying that's the choice for everybody or that's what everyone should do. But I, I know that it's much different now than it had been before. And that, you know, now parents aren't necessarily as, uh, and I mean, I guess you, I should be asking you, you're the teacher, but I don't, from what I gather, parents aren't as tuned in to what their kids are doing than the, um, as they used to be. Is that is that true on any level from your experience or? 
I mean, I know you're in high school, so it's it, by that time it's kind of different, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are parents who are very plugged in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it does, it does kind of seem like they're either really involved or not very involved. Mm-hmm. There's not much in between. Um, you know, and it, sometimes, you know, I, I think there's that stereotype that the parent thinks their child is always right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I've encountered the opposite. Um, oh, okay. You know, I'll call, because, you know, I'm supposed to call, you know, every parent at some point during the semester. And um, sometimes I'll just do what's called a brag call. You know, so I, I'm not calling, you know, because the kid did anything wrong. I'm just calling to say, you know, I just want to let you know Latoya's in my class. And she's amazing. Yeah, she's one of my favorite students. She's always <laughs> involved. I just want to let you know, blah, blah, And um, sometimes, you know, I'll call and, uh, and I'll, I'll do that. And then the parent will be like, okay. Jeez. And I'm like, well, you know, I just wanted to let you know. Um, I think, you know, you should be very, very proud, you know. And um, they're like, okay. Yeah, I so don't care. And then sometimes I'll ask the, the kid, because some kids will mention to me, I mean, you called my mama yesterday. Right, right. But if a few days go by, I'll ask them, you know, so, hey, you know, did your mom tell you that I talked to her the other day? No. Jeez. Oh, yeah. It's like, I, I, that's so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that people are so much more busy quote unquote um and they seem to have less time for their children or it's this weird double-edged sword about you know it's like part of them expects for the school to step in and parent their children but if you do something that they don't agree with that's when they may want to pay attention and say well you know you can't do that to my child whatever that it's just it's it's so different and we're so dancing this pc kind of (laughs) song and dance around things that yeah i mean in our day and you know my parents made it very clear my job was to go to school (laughs) and do my homework and do stuff that was you know that was all i was responsible for and then later of course chores and stuff but i get the sense from from kids these days it's just it's different i mean their their interests and their expectations are different a lot of my kids um of course, you know, we're in a, a very poor area. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my kids, they work 40 hours a week. Jeez. Um, and so that's in addition to school. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of times I'll have kids, you know, in that first block or whatever, and they're like, you know, sleep every day. Oh, my gosh. Um, and the first thing I always ask is, you know, you, do you have a job or whatever? And, and some of my kids, I mean, they, you know, they're closing up, you know, the restaurant or whatever. And they're there till 12 or 1 in the morning. Yeah, that's insane. Home and they, you know, they talk on the phone. They want to video game a little bit or whatever. And at the same time, I can't blame them. They want to do something fun. They're teenagers. Um, But then they're up until like four or five in the morning and they sleep for two hours and then they come to school. Um, So, I mean, a lot of my kids, I mean, they're just, yeah, my parents told me the same thing. You know, my job was to go to school, you know, and to get good grades. But mm-hmm. these kids, I mean, their job is to, you know, work and make money. And, you know, when I tell them, well, you know, this is really affecting your grades, um, some of them are like, yeah, but, you know, you're not paying me. <laughs> I mean, you know, they need the Yeah. 
Um, and sometimes, you know, I'll talk to parents and sometimes they'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll make them quit that job, you know. And Right, I right. Yeah. And my parents were that type, you know, like when I was in high school and started to work for the first time, they made it very clear that if the job situation uh, interfered with school, the job had to go. Right. But then there's other, I mean, there's other parents I talked to and it's obvious that, I mean, that kid's income is part of that family's income. Yeah, I, yeah that's, that's so scary to think. You know, so... I mean, I, I do have students who um, wear the same clothes. Wow. Multiple days in a row. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, we have, we have a thing at the school where, you know, they can, we always have, like, clothes on hand in case mm-hmm. they or whatever. But, um, I mean, I have, I have students who will come up and tell me, you know, I just want to let you know, you know, I'm staying with, you know, so-and-so this week and that kind of thing. Because, I mean, they don't know where they're going to be sleeping from day to day. Sometimes they're with an aunt, sometimes they're with a cousin, sometimes they're, you know. Um, so, I mean, I have a lot of kids, you know, that, I mean, they have more pressing concerns than are they reading the page of the Great Gatsby I signed them. Right. You know, oh, my that. gosh. Um, so, you know, it's it's tough because like a Lexile level, you know, I don't know if you know what Lexile levels are. It's kind of what, no. what you're reading at. Okay. <laughs> I'll have sometimes like last year in one of my senior classes, I had students that were reading at a 1400 Lexile, which means they're reading at a college level. Mm-hmm. And in the same class, I have a senior with a Lexile level of 300 and something. Oh my God. They're reading at like a third or fourth grade level. Oh wow. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I have to teach, that a whole class. And I have more people closer to that three or 400 than I do that 1400. Um, that is insane. Julian, my son, who's not yet 13, has a Lexile level that is higher than any student I have taught. Wow. Um, but that, I mean, that's not really surprising. He is, he is well, your son. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, that's, that's troubling, you know? Well, just in terms of looking at the, the, the vast difference between him and other children. Well, yeah. I mean, the fact that I haven't had any student and I've had some students that were smart kids. Right. Who don't have a Lexile level that high. So is with the, with that level, is it both reading and comprehension or just reading? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's reading okay. comprehension. Yeah. Okay. Um, so wow. yeah, I mean, really if, if I have a student and they're within like a, two grade levels of where they they are you know i'm like hey you know you're doing great oh my gosh wow so i mean if you're in the 11th grade you're reading at a ninth grade level you're not i, I mean i'm not going to give you a hard time you know i'm going to say you know well we might can make some improvements here but you know you're doing okay wow you know? um because i mean i have so many who are struggling you know yeah, I guess I, you know, hadn't really thought about that because I mean, when we were, when I was in school, um, I, from what I could tell based on the students that, you know, it's more so in high school that there wasn't, there weren't that many st- students in that position where they had to work, where it wasn't a option for them. Right. So I think that obviously it has a lot to do with, <laughs> with the area. I mean, yeah, you are in a more rural area where there's not as many jobs available and, and that does 
that does impact the individuals who um who go to school there and who live there and there's almost i guess this this um i wouldn't say culture but it's like how do you when a when a when a area is like that where it is a rural um town where there's not a lot of I don't know mental engagement how do you break that cycle that's what I'm saying yeah it's like it it I can see why why some of this stuff is generational mm -hmm. the, the cycle of especially like if you are say you go to school there and then you don't leave <laughs> you know sometimes you need to leave to experience other things right. um, so yeah I, I guess I never really thought about that so I assume these these people these individuals who who are sleeping in first period um that they're also the types of individuals who probably don't or who are probably undernourished in terms of food oh yeah i mean i have students every day I and mean, they're starving all the time you know oh my god of course we, we have a hundred percent free lunch um, oh wow they that all get free breakfast and free lunch um and that's a hundred percent yeah that is incredible that's insane yeah um but I mean, they're still always hungry. I mean, there's, there's been plenty of times that I'll, you know, take my lunch to school. And by the time it gets my lunch, I've already given it away. Cause you know, they're always like, you got any crackers? You know? Oh my gosh. You know, so that's just the way it is. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly putting it into perspective. Cause I, yeah, that, I think that that would just break my heart. I mean, you know, I know I was never cut out to, to be a teacher because I just don't have the patience for it. <laughs> but um, that, yeah, that would be difficult. That would be very, very difficult. Because, I mean, do you, have you already experienced um, having students that you see a lot of promise in, but you know that their, you know, life circumstances are probably going to keep them away from, from achieving them? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen plenty of kids that... Um you know, maybe their grades aren't that great, but I mean, they have the potential. They're smart. Right. And I occasionally have students that, I mean, I know they're in gangs and they're involved in all kinds of things. And, um, but they're, they're smart. I mean, there's no reason why they couldn't be getting straight A's. Mm -hmm. um, maybe by the point they've gotten to me, you know, yeah, their Lexile level is not that high or whatever. But when you talk to them, when you you know, carry on a conversation with them. They, they understand a lot. They, they just haven't applied themselves to school. Right. Um, and they're not going to because, you know, I mean, from their perspective, why would they? Well, yeah. And that, and you know, as, as if the parents also are not supportive in that way, because I mean, my parents made it very clear that education was important, that we weren't going to get anywhere without it ultimately, you know, long-term. So, nice. you know, I, I had to go to college and while I appreciated that um, I did go to college, I also think that not everyone needs to. Like, I think yeah, that, yeah it would have been interesting if I had actually had a trade instead of doing the traditional route, you yeah. know, because you think about it, everyone is, you know, Oh, you're supposed to go to college. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> to graduate college, at least at the bachelor's level, it's really not rocket science. 
mean, hell, even at the master's level, it's not rocket science. Yeah. It's just showing that, okay, you showed up and you, <laughs> you did your assignments. Yeah. But I really, it's unfortunate that people aren't seeing the, the true value behind having a trade. Because, I mean, do I want to, um, would I prefer to make the kind of money or do the types of things an electrician might or somebody in a very skilled area? Heck yeah, that would be so awesome. Yeah. But yeah, we were in school, I remember distinctly, and I, I mean, I had a dual, uh, dual diploma in high school, so it was both tech and college prep at the time. But I know that it was always, you need to go to college. The technical option was seen as lesser than, you know? And I still feel like in some way it, it, it is. And I hate that because, I mean, I know it's the whole college experience the whole college thing is an industry that you know is looking to ultimately make money at the end of the day yeah. but it, it's it's unfortunate that people aren't really tuned into okay you don't have to go to college to amount to something you know you can you there are other there are other paths in life i mean my mother didn't go to college i think she had like a um like a brief business course or travel agency thing that she did in in the 80s but my parents became i mean i feel like they're successful they're certainly um role models for me but they didn't go to college my dad is more like someone who actually did go the technical route he works on the transit system at the airport mm -hmm. and so he is in an, in an area in a field that is very specialized and so you know, I think he said that they were recently doing some, some like, um, they were cutting jobs, but there are people there, I think, including himself that knew that <laughs> they were fine because they have that, you know, they have that technical knowledge that newer individuals don't. And yeah, it just, yeah, it's, it's just interesting to me when I think about it and how different it is. You know, I was, yeah, the first person to graduate or attend college um in my family or at least you know my core family kind of thing but yeah it's <laughs> it going to school isn't everything it's ultimately what you do when you um how you apply it i think yeah i mean you know i've told julie many times i said you know you decide you want to be a plumber or something like that that is you're always going to be in demand you're always going to make money mm-hmm yeah, you, know, you might have to put your arm in, you know, poop or whatever, but <laughs> I mean, there's trade-offs to anything, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's been times I'm like, man, maybe I should learn how to do something like that, you know. For real, for real. And I mean, again, it's the whole, just because you do um, a trade or something, you are not less than. Because oh, no. again, yes, I mean, if for people who are like trash, trash collectors, I mean, yes, pay them as much money as they want because I'm sure as heck not doing it myself. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that job. You know, the whole, like, I guess what the dirty jobs kind of thing. It's like, yeah, it, it, those are the individuals who are willing to get down and dirty sometimes literally. And yeah, they, you know, down earn, and dirty. earn that money. <laughs> there's, the, there's the episode title, Down and Dirty. Down and Dirty. <laughs> All right, so I guess. How dirty are you willing to get <laughs> <laughs> okay so i guess we should go ahead and wrap things up because i know you have to pack and I, that's gonna take yeah. oh, so long so. well i packed most of my clothes i have to pack you know i'm old i have to pack my pills mm -hmm. pack, uh you know my 
my accoutrement, you know, my mm-hmm. razor and hairbrush and hairspray and that kind of stuff. Well, you know, I'm a, um, a long time traveler. We, my family, you know, we travel, have always traveled a lot. So yeah, if my mom told me we're going somewhere, I could be ready in like five minutes because we have like, you know, we have our stuff pre-packed as far as our overnight bag type of stuff. So, you know, <laughs> it's funny because I had to tell Kenrick, you know, when we got together that you're supposed to have a toiletry bag already ready to go. You shouldn't be using your everyday deodorant to then have to pack it in your overnight. I'm like, no, you keep that stocked and that's your travel stuff, you know? But yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty decent with the whole traveling thing. So it it would just take me a couple minutes. (laughs) When I was at Edward Jones and they would send me to St. Louis all the time, I had a travel bag that I had all that had, you know, duplicates of all that stuff in it. But um, after I left them, I mean, I don't travel as often. I don't either, but you could still have it ready. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of bug out bag. It makes me wonder, you know, if you're like expecting the, the FBI to come raid your house. Oh, gosh, no, of course not. I just like to be prepared and have stuff, you know, already ready. Because, I mean, when you, unless you're, you have a travel checklist, which I know most people don't, uh, my parents and I do. Uh, just to double check the things that we know we're probably going to need. But if you don't have a checklist, isn't it better to just get everything together that you're going to need and leave it in that, you know, in that space. So you don't have to, when you're going to pack, Oh, do I need this or what else do I need to pack? So I don't know. It's just, I, again, I grew up that way. I think so. You know, we're very OCD about a lot of things with Um, my family. So so before we log off, uh, You know, I last week I said that I had sent an email. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I uh, never you got a reply. To Roxy? Okay. Wow. Uh, she did. Uh, I saw that she read it like a couple hours after I sent it mm-hmm. and never got a reply. Wow. Well, that's not cool. Yeah. So I, I had thought about sending her a friend request, but then after she didn't reply, I'm like, well, I don't want to. You know. Come on too strong. Well, you know, if she didn't reply, then if I then send her a thing, then that sounds like I'm like a creeper or something, you know? I don't know. Well, I guess so. Or or not expressed an interest. Right, right. So I don't want to be that guy, you know. If she had written back and said, oh, yeah, that sounds great. We'll have to da-da-da, you know, then I would have sent her the friend request. Yeah, because you also don't want to be like you send her one, and then she'd be one of the types of people who just lets the friend request sit there. And, you know, doesn't, resp- you know, doesn't deny or accept it that it just sits there. Because I know some people who actually do that. And I'm like, I think that that would even be worse. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, well, you know, I've become, I told you, I, I've become like paranoid now. Mm-hmm. In your old age. Yep. Right. So now I don't, because I, I know that there's so many women who say, you know, you know, once they've kind of said no, right, then the guy like gets even pushier, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, don't be that guy. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to like email her again. Just want to see if you got my email. You know, <laughs> I know she got my email because I have that little thing on, right? Right, right. So she chose not to respond. So I should just move on. Well, does your, does the app or whatever that you use, does it show you how many times an email has been opened or just one if once it's no, it just It just shows that it was opened. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one I use will show you because there are people who will <laughs> revisit the email. And so I, I think I would be curious to see if she, you know, looked back at it more than once. So, hmm. okay. Hmm. Well, so it's, it wasn't Roxy. 
but I'm sure it'll be somebody else. And I'm looking forward to whatever name you come up with for, <laughs> for that person. Um, and so you're about to start back at school, correct? I mean, you're a teacher, obviously, and you said your summer is about to be technically yeah, over. Yeah, I, my first day back is the 25th, so it's the next day. Wow. Um, and then I have five pre-planning days. Okay. So I have uh, the 25th, 26th. And then I guess it's what the 29th, 30th, and 31st. Mm-hmm. Um, and then students come back on a August 1st. Okay. So since you're now on the inside and I don't have children or anything like that, what is it with the stupidity of starting school on weird days? Why not start on a Monday? Uh, you know, the last couple of years we've started on Mondays. Um, this year we're starting on a Thursday. Again, I- what is the sense in that? It, it is so, it makes so much more sense to start on Thursday. Okay, well, explain that to me because I'm like, you know, I'm a, the whole, I got to start on Monday, full week, that kind of thing. Right. Because the first two days, you can't really do anything because mm-hmm. none of the um, schedules are set. Right. Because right. you're going to have students come in and they're going to be like discovering, you know, why does Latoya have two algebras? Or why is she scheduled for English and algebra at the same time and nobody caught it um, or whatever. So yeah, I never had those problems, but that's just the students problem. are going to be moving from class to class. Right. Right. Plus, you know, you have to do the, the usual things. You have to do the class, you know, rules and stuff and introduce you, you know, that kind of stuff. The syllabus and blah, right. Blah, blah. Okay. So if, if you just start on a Thursday, it gives you two days to do that. And then over the weekend, You've got the counselors who can hopefully move around people's schedules so that when you come back on the following Monday, you're actually legitimately starting to teach. Um, I start grading earlier than some people. I usually start with that third or fourth day. Mm -hmm. Um, Some teachers, they don't actually put any grades in for the first two weeks because sometimes students still are shifting. Um, And I've had occasions where, you know, I've had, you know, a student who had three grades suddenly get moved into another class, and so they're just out of mind, you know. Um, or somebody comes in after I've given everybody else three grades, um, and depending on, you know, what they were, I'll either just excuse them from those assignments or mm-hmm. say, make them up. Um, just well, like I said, I was curious because you're now on the inside. <laughs> so yeah, I'm thrilled <laughs> this year that we're starting on a Thursday. Um, starting on a Monday is, it's awful. Because it really, really, really means that whole week I can't do anything. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So if you start on a Thursday, knock out all that boring crap on two days, and then you come back and you legit start. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it is time to wrap up the show. You're good to go. I'm good to go. And we will circle back again next week. I uh, hope you guys uh continue to tell people about the show and that you will continue to listen to the show and so until next time this is latoya and this is barry bye uh